chapter 8. And uh, we left off about halfway through the chapter here. Uh, last week, Ecclesiastes chapter 8. And I'll read a few verses, ask the Lord's blessing, and we'll continue tonight. Ecclesiastes chapter 8. I'm going to begin in verse 10 tonight. Bible says, And so I saw the wicked buried, who had come and gone from the place of the holy, and they were forgotten in the city where they had so done. This is also vanity. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner do evil a hundred times, and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before Him. Lord, help us tonight as we look to Your Word. Help us as we glean from the Word of God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that You would bring out uh, what You want out of the Scripture. And, uh, Lord, that You put it in my mind and heart to preach it tonight. Uh, Lord, the, the things that You want to pull out for us, the application tonight. And I pray that, uh, Lord, we would be students of the Word and uh, you would help us and teach us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. It says, And so I saw the wicked buried who had come and gone from the place of the holy, and they were forgotten in the city where they had so done. This is what I was referring to uh, in, in, on Sunday, how the memory of the just is blessed. I want to make sure I get that verse right, and I have it actually written down here next to this. It's Proverbs chapter 10, and so I'm going to flip over there real quick and read that uh, because I want to make sure I get it right. Proverbs chapter 10, here we're comparing the book of God's wisdom with the book of man's wisdom here. And God says in Proverbs 10, verse 7, it says, The memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. And here in Ecclesiastes, Solomon is explaining this. He's saying, here's a wicked man who's done wicked in the city, and he'll soon be forgotten. His, his memory's not going to last. Obviously, we know that. There's a few presidents in the history of our country that really stand out to us, that did well, that were, that were men that, that put uh, praise to the Lord. And uh, think, think about that. I mean... When you think of U.S. presidents, you're going to think about George Washington, and a man that laid a precedent, put his hand on the Bible and said that I'm going to do this under God. Amen? How about Abraham Lincoln? I mean, he was quoting Scripture when he said, a house divided uh, cannot stand. He was, he was ta- quoting Jesus Christ and the principles of Scripture there. And these men were not without sin. We understand that. But they were men that said, I'm going to put the Lord first. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to follow righteousness. And their memory has certainly been blessed. There are many presidents that we have, we have forgotten through the ages. And I wonder why. Was it because God saw that fit or was it not? I don't know that for sure. But I know that God says the memory of the just is blessed. And so praise the Lord. It's a good thing when your grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren are still telling stories about you later because that's a blessing of God. And it gives them a hero and the memory lives on of righteousness. Let's continue here. Verse 11. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. We ought to pay attention to that as parents. Let me read the verse again. Listen here. Because sentence against an evil work 
is not executed speedily. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Parents, you know very well what happens when you let your child just keep getting away with this little thing right there. You say, oh, it's not that big of a deal. They'll keep doing it, and then they'll add to it. We know that. We've got to handle things, and we've got to handle it speedily. Praise the Lord, though. Praise the Lord that God is merciful. Amen? Praise the Lord that he, we haven't seen His wrath and His judgment on our life so many times when we've messed up, when we've done wrong. And, uh, you know, there was, there was that time when Moses come down off the mount, and the children of Israel are dancing around a golden calf. Remember that? And uh, Joshua says, it sounds like war in the camp. And Moses says, well, yeah, well, it it sounds a little odd, doesn't it? And they get down there and uh, God says, "Uh, the people are wicked. I'm going to kill them. And Moses begs him not to kill them, right? And then Moses gets down there and sees what's going on. And he gets in his anger and he breaks the the stone that God had, uh, the Ten Commandments that he made and all that. Well, when you look at that, and, and Moses is... And on behalf of his people is confessing the sins corporately as all, all of them together. He's saying, Lord, forgive us, a people that have sinned against you. God says, I'm merciful. I'm long-suffering. I'm, go- I'm, going, to, I- I'm going to pardon and, and I'm going to love you. And I'm not going to bring my wrath upon you because I'm merciful. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. There's a balance to both these things. God... Praise the Lord that we have not had to pay for all the nonsense we've done in our lives. Amen? Praise the Lord for that. But also the balance of that is we have to understand as parents, there's something about correcting our children quickly or they will learn to continue in that, in that aspect, that, that sin. And so there's a balance there. There's learning on both sides of these things. Praise the Lord. Verse number 12. Though a sinner do evil a hundred times... And his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. That word fear, okay, to a new believer that can kind of sound a little funny. We, many of us Bible students, we are familiar with this. To fear, that word fear means to revere or to respect. Okay, that's what that means. It's not, it's not that uh, God's expecting us to tremble at all, at all times and fear uh, of being frightened over Him, but a great aspect of respect comes about that we can fear Him if we're in the wrong. Okay? All right? I, I should not have, as a child or as child, ch- my children, should not live in fear of their daddy, meaning a frightened that I'm going to hurt them or, or, or beat them. You understand what I'm saying? But at the same time, so they fear in the aspect that they give respect to me as their father. And then when they're in the wrong, they should expect judgment. They should expect uh, uh, a punishment of that. Yes? And the Bible teach that? Yes, it does. Right? The right kind. Not in anger, not in, not in blowing up, not in trying to hurt, but trying to correct. Do it the right way. You with me tonight, church? Amen. With me now? That's still Bible, even in 2022. All right? Okay? You do it correctly. Spareth, uh, the, he that spareth the rod spoileth the child. Yes? Do it correctly. All right? God made a place. Amen? I wasn't even expecting to preach on that thing right there, but God made a perfect place for it, didn't He? Yeah. Put a little extra cushion back here. Okay? Do it right. 
Listen to me. Don't do it in your anger. Many of you understand what I'm saying because you've seen it and I've seen it where people do it in anger and children really do live in fear and it's not, not respect but are frightened of their parents. That's not right. It's not right. Okay? Let's not, let's not try to take control, men, in our power because we, get, we, get, we lose control. All right? Let's do it the right way. Moving on here. Uh, we were in verse number 12, I believe. And verse 13, but it shall not be well with the wicked, neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow because he feareth not before God. Okay, God's in charge. All right, let's remember that. Okay, we sometimes we can look at the wicked, look at the heathen. Hey, here they are just living life and enjoying life. It looks like it looks like they're prolonging their days. He, he goes on in verse 14. He says this, there is a vanity which is done upon the earth. That there be just men unto whom it happeneth according to the work of the wicked. Again, there be wicked men to whom it happeneth according to the work of the righteous. I said that this also is vanity. Don't dwell on that thought right there. Solomon's saying it's vanity, all right? Don't dwell on that thought right there. Sometimes we can compare ourselves with other people. Some of you have siblings that are unsaved and they're in the world and they're succeeding. What good does it do for me to sit here and and question God and dwell on that and think on that thing? That's a temptation for us to do wrong, is it not? We ought to trust the Lord. Sometimes we get so temporal looking at things, don't we? It's right, the thing's right in front of us. Well, Lord, how come uh, they're doing all right financially? Well, we oftentimes really, really don't know, but we think we know. Lord, how come they're doing okay financially? And here I am struggling to make these, these, these bills here. Uh, uh, Lord, how come it seems like everything's going well over here? And, and well, you, so a lot of times we really don't know the story. But even if we do know the story, we're looking at the temple right in front of us, and we don't have eternity in view. God's in charge. He said, well, I didn't get to all the verses yet, but, uh, but he said it's going to be, yes, I did, verse 12. He said it's going to be well with them that fear him. That's a promise of God. We need to believe that. It's going to be well with them that fear him. It's not the, the, the sinner that uh, does foolishly, the wicked man here, is not going to prolong his days even though we think he is. Sometimes, you know, you've seen people that go off and, they, and they, do, they sin and they hurt people, they betray people, and it seems like everything's going fine and they're not really repentant. Let's look a few years down the road and see how the children are turning out. You with me? They pay, they pay consequences in ways that we don't see right in front of us, but they will see later down the road. God's in charge of this thing. Let's not compare ourselves among uh, other people and try to say, well, well, everything's going fine for those folks. I can do it if I let my flesh do it. I can do it, and so can you, because it's in our families. It's among our friends. It's among people we went to school with. It, it's vanity. Let's not dwell on it. Let's not dwell on it. All right? Okay. Hey, I see, uh, I see the ladies are, are a little cold. And I feel a little cool air. Can we bump that air up a little bit, please? Just a little bit. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Let's continue here. Let's continue. Verse number 15. Then I commended mirth 
Because a man hath no better thing under the sun than to eat and to drink and to be merry, for that shall abide with him of his labor the, the days of his life which God giveth him under the sun. This sounds like what he said back in the beginning, doesn't it? He says, he says so I'm struggling with this thing again, and I'm going after just pleasure and things that make me happy and, and enjoyments of life. And uh, again, if God has given you that ability to enjoy some things in your life, then, then enjoy them. Amen? God, God gave you the work of your hands. Enjoy the, the, the fruit of that. That's what, he, that's what he's saying. He says, I'm going back to that thing. Because if I, if I try to dwell with looking at everybody else and comparing my stuff, no, 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 let's not do that. Let me just focus right here where God put me. The strength, the abilities, the money that he's given me here. Let me enjoy my life where he's put me. We've covered that many times. He's saying it again. You'd think the reason that God is saying this over and over and over again, that maybe he wants us to learn it. Let us be content where God put us and enjoy what he's given us instead of comparing. Instead of, instead of always looking at somebody else. You with me? Yeah. He says it over and over again here. Verse 16. When I applied my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done upon the earth. For also there is that neither day nor night see asleep with his eyes. Okay, and this is Solomon again. He goes back to chapter 1 and chapter 2 where he's seeking after wisdom and he's seeking after mirth. This is kind of a, a recap here. He says, he says there's certain people... That when, well, he's talking about himself here in verse 16. When I applied my heart to know wisdom. When I go after wisdom. When I seek these things out. Solomon, as, as the king and as wealthy as he was, he had every resource available unto him to seek out wisdom. If he wanted to talk to somebody, he'd go talk to him. If he wanted to read a book, he'd go find that book. Or he'd send somebody to go get it and bring it to him. He, he had every available resource to him. And, and he said, this kind of wisdom seeking after this thing would even keep me up at night. That's what he's saying in the end of that verse. For also there is that neither day nor night see asleep with his eyes. Because you're, you're digging deep and, it, and your thoughts are running and you're, you're, you're focused on this wisdom and it's keeping you up at night. So whether it is mirth or whether it's man's wisdom, look at verse 17. He comes to a conclusion again. Comes to a conclusion, verse 17, after seeking after wisdom. Then I beheld all the work of God. That a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. Because though a man labor to seek it out, yet he shall not find it. Yea, farther, though a wise man think to throw it. Excuse me, to throw it. To know it. I should read that correctly, amen. Maybe I need glasses. To know it. <laughs> To throw it. Amen. Now you got me off on that thing. All right. Think to know it, yet shall he not be able to find it. Now, I'm trying my I was my effort here tonight, and I see the time, it's eight o'clock. My effort was to finish the chapter. Here's some reminders. Solomon, we covered the uh, chapter eight covered a lot of things. In the beginning of the chapter, we talked about it, some things, and then here coming down, um, what are we going to do? We're going to go after our own wants and our own wishes and please the flesh. Are we going to are we going to follow what's wicked and, and we're going to compare with everybody else and think that well well this person's doing okay here so I'm going to go do this same thing? No. Again, 
comes to the conclusion of the whole book. It's the same thing. Fear God and keep His commandments. Do it God's way and quit giving in to your flesh. He comes back to it and he says, if I go after wisdom and I think I, I got this knowledge and I got this wisdom and I can figure this thing out. He says, you're never going to know it all. Man's wisdom and God's wisdom doesn't line up. That's what he's saying again. He comes to the conclusion when he does deep study in man's wisdom and he chases after pleasure and all these things that he comes back to it. I beheld the work of God and how wonderful and glorious it is and I'm never going to understand it all. I have a verse written down here. I'm going to look it up. It's Job 33. And I'm going to look it up real quick here. Make sure. Job 33 and verse 13, I believe it is. And here he's talking about uh, this where it is. Job 33, 13. He says, Why dost thou strive against him? Talking about God here. For he giveth not account of any of his matters. God doesn't answer to us. We answer to him. There's coming a day when we will stand before our God. And we'll have to answer for this life. Yes? Yeah, judgment seat of Christ. And we'll have to answer for the life here and, and the things that He gave us, the tools He gave us to, to serve Him here on this, on this earth. That's after the time of salvation, what He gave us and the time He put us here, we're going to have to answer for that. We're going to receive, look it up, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, talks about the rewards that he'll give there. And he says, some shall suffer loss. Right? That's interesting. When you, I'm not preaching that message tonight, but you, you read that thing and it talks about that judgment seat and how, how the, our works will be tried by fire. And those things that are worth for eternity's sake, gold, silver, and precious stone, they make it through the fire. He said you'll be rewarded for that. And that stuff that doesn't make it through the fire, that wood, hay, and stubble, those, those were, the, there won't be rewards for that. And we'll have to give an account before God. There's coming a day when I will stand before God for my time being pastor of this church. That's a little bit of a weight. And I have to, I have to carry myself correctly. And I have to be, use the wisdom of God and do things right. The decisions I make as your pastor, I have to answer for those before God. You have to answer before God, fathers, for your decisions in your family. You with me? Mamas and how you're raising your children and how, how you're working with your, your husband to, to, for that family's sake. We'll have to answer to God. And so, of course, we are, we're not there yet, but at the end of the book, all these things he's, he's bouncing off of and these different avenues that he's tried, he comes to the end of the book and he says, it's a whole duty of man. Fear God and keep His commandments. Amen? And so, a little bit brief tonight. With the, uh, We had a little bit extra with a report from Israel and all that. A little bit brief tonight, but I wanted to finish up that chapter and uh, praise the Lord for His Word. Are you, are you in this Word? Are you in His Word? Are you students of the Word? Are you, are, you, are you taking time to define words that you don't understand? Look it up. Use a dictionary. Maybe use a concordance and see where else that word is used so you can understand it. Compare Scripture with Scripture and learn the Word of God. Does not the Bible say to study, to show thyself approved? Man, it's awesome when you get challenged. You get challenged in the Word of God. Well, what do you believe about this? You know why that's great? Because if we don't know, we can study it and figure it out. And we're challenged. Man, when I'm challenged, 
Man, and I don't have an answer. Man, I'm just, I got to figure this thing out. I'm being challenged here. I got to figure this thing out. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I love it. Uh, some, some men in this church have challenged me and asked me questions, and I get to give an account of what I believe. I love it. Some of you not loving it. Why not? Do we know this book? We're supposed to be in it. Amen? What if somebody asked you about what do you, what, what do you believe about this thing and that thing? What, what do you believe about losing your salvation? Can you lose your salvation? Yeah, but can you explain that from Scripture? Study to show thyself approved. If you're, I'm telling you what, you be a soul winner, go out on Tuesday nights, Saturdays, how about Wednesday with the teens, and you'll get challenged every once in a while and help you to grow in this book. And help you. I wouldn't plan on preaching that either. Amen. Let's pray. It's 805. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for what you've taught us in the Word of God as we go through Ecclesiastes. Lord, we understand that the book of Ecclesiastes is Solomon looking from man's eyes, man's wisdom here. And Lord, sometimes it, there's some challenges in the book and uh, us trying to understand. It seems some things are negative. And Lord, as he's trying to seek different avenues in man's eyes, and he comes to the conclusion that man without God is worthless. It's vanity. Life is vain without God. Lord, help us to catch this. Lord, he says it over and over and over again. And I pray that you'd help us to understand it. May we be students of the Word of God. Lord, may you challenge us that we would dig deep in the Scriptures. That we would know how to rightly divide the Word of Truth as we teach people. As we, as we're Sunday school teachers in here tonight. There's junior church workers. There's bus workers. There's soul winners. Lord, there's, there's so many different avenues of service of people that give of themselves teaching the Word of God. I pray that we would really be students of the Word and help us to have that desire for that. Lord, I love you. Thank you for uh, church tonight. And uh, what a blessing it is to meet with your people. We, we give it to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Church family.